What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Forever. Dog. Yeah, I like animals, like zoos. I like animals. I used to be obsessed with like Nat Geo shows and stuff like that. But I've never, I've never like ridden a horse or something. I know that's, I know you were generally talking about anim- animals at large. I've never ridden a horse, but apparently cat like used to ride. <laughs> no yeah, way. no. I just found this out like a few months ago. She's like, yeah, she would like every summer would ride. What? I've ridden a horse. What? Wait, Brit, you used to ride too? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't used to ride. I've just I've ridden a horse before. <laughs> yeah, I've ridden a horse like two different times. Once when I was a kid, and then Tess and I rode horses when we were in Costa Rica. Uh, but it was really sad because I oh, no. I couldn't stand it because it felt like I was like this horse doesn't want me on it. This horse doesn't want to be here. Mm. <laughs> this horse is this horse is like. I don't know. I just felt really bad about it. I just it, yeah. If it, it had the option, it would. Yeah, it went with somebody <laughs> on his back. To do something else. Yeah, like it was. Do like it was. I just felt like I was like, why are we making this horse work? This horse just wants to live its life. Like, see, who am I? <laughs> I feel that's that's the tough part. Like, I I do like animals, and like I if I didn't want to be an actor. I definitely wanted to be like um, go work for Nat Geo in like DC and like just go. And follow animals, but I do feel you. Like I have a problem with the zoo sometimes, where I'm like, should they be here? Yeah, zoos are hard because it's like, you know, they're great for kids, and like, it, like I love going to the zoo because I, I, I do. I like animals, and like I love watching animals and like observing them and stuff. But the older you get, the more you realize like these animals aren't in their natural habitats. They don't like. Yeah. They're, they're caged up. Like, like they're sad. Like especially the. Especially like the more like the monkeys, you know, like, like, like monkeys are like having like polar bears and like these like small swimming. Like it was just like this. Yeah. Some of those are tough. Aquariums. I feel a lot better about like even I would say like not like not about not um, SeaWorld, not orcas. Yeah. Yeah. Not like not like not like orcas and dolphins like but like, you know, the other like kind of fish, I think. Hey, it's fine. You're putting them in an ocean. They don't have to like worry about sharks yeah. all the time. You nailed it. Like, yeah, I mean, I feel you. I, <laughs> I, the thing is so tricky is that like to, I'm gonna be honest. I am scared to death of getting on a horse because, as people know, grew up like in comics, mm-hmm. and I remember Christopher Reeves, the guy who plays Superman, used to ride horses and was mm-hmm. paralyzed. And I remember being younger, and I know I should have yeah. grown out of it by now, but I was like, they paralyzed Superman, and it it is it is. It is. It's they thrown paralyzed. me ever since. Like I, I, the horses got together, <laughs> whispered to each other. You have a vendetta against horses now. <laughs> and even Rachel was like, "Oh, she used to ride horses." And I'm like, "I just, I don't like them. I don't. 
the look of them is very like Aww. they scare me. They be kicking like I don't. They they terrify me, and it's solely because of the late great Christopher I'm like I I I can't get past it. I don't know why. I don't want to get on them because I said they throw me off. No, ah! I mean I can't think about it. Cat kept bringing up Chris, Christopher Reeve during this movie. Like every time, anytime somebody fell, <laughs> she'd be like, "That's what killed Christopher Reeve." <laughs> what happened to him was like, you know, he went over. Like he used to like, yeah, yeah. He he he. You know, he the horse was jumping. It, a lot went down when it happened to him, but I just can't. I think no one explained it to me when I was a kid, and I just was like, horses, no, <laughs> never. I mean, it's funny because, like, they, you know, in New York, they did have um, a horse stable near uh, my sister's ballet center, like the her ballet school. They had, like, a horse mm. stable, like, literally, like, four buildings down. And so they would always teach these, they're like students would like learn how to ride a horse, just like literally like walking around the block, like trotting around the block with the horse. Oh wow! But it was just so weird because it's like I mean I, this is I mean we'll talk about this when we get into the movie, but like I don't know like I I also feel weird about horses like being in the city. You know what I mean? Because they're so yeah. It just feels like it just feels like they're not supposed to be here. <laughs> you know? That, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that goes with a lot of animals. Like huskies. Every time I see a husky in LA, I'm like, uh, I just got, I got hot thinking about a husky. You know? Like it's I started like, They sweating. shouldn't be here. Like they, <laughs> yeah. they shouldn't be here. Yeah. And then when everyone got those, like, um, uh, was it a husky? But every, th- there's a breed of dog that I think became like, really I love popular. huskies, by the way. Go ahead. No, they're beautiful. Yeah, they're so beautiful. But like, not in LA. <laughs> no, not when no, it's I know you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, there was this breed of of dog that um, res- re- resembled um, the Game of Thrones wolf or something like that. Goodness. And people kept adopting them, and then after a while, would like just abandon them. And what I was the- like, Yo, di- yeah, what was it? Uh, um, what is it? a wolf? Uh, I- I'm terrible. sorry, I'm back. Dire, dire wolf like, is the is the Game of Thrones. Yes, a fake Apparently, wolf. The the dog looks like that. Uh, Got it. People just don't treat right. animals right. But that, that's kind of it's. I mean, a dire wolf is made up because that thing's huge. Like, yeah, that's not a. Oh, northern Inuit is the real thing. I was gonna say a dire wolf is. Uh, that's like, it's a completely made up thing. Like a like a concrete cowboy. It's just like a thing what? that doesn't. Even, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't even track. <laughs> no, I mean it, I'm just real. saying like it. Those no, people it's like, are real. <laughs> hey, no, I mean, but it's just you like a even, phrase that even doesn't bring cowboys into the conversation. Yeah. It'd be different. We were talking about cowboys. But we weren't talking about cow. We were talking about dogs, Bray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But then you also said that concrete cowboys don't exist, and they do. That was the point of the whole movie was was people are trying to erase them, but they do it. Yeah, but it's like, like they're like, in Philly. No, it's like, it's like a nice name for something, but it's like not actually the. Re- it's not a real thing. So it's like yeah, it's just like a concrete cowboy. I'm no, it's not. I'm, I'm I'm inside. I'm angry because <laughs> I'm just saying you don't need the modifier. You know what I mean? Like it's like what? Wow, Bray, like you don't. I understand you don't want to listen to me and James. Is it is it made of concrete? No, I mean come on, it's not a real thing. Concrete cowboy. I need you to look at Melissa right now. You see how bored Melissa is with your transition? <laughs> That's that is that is how. <laughs> if you won't look at us, just glance. <laughs> the book uh. did have a different title though. It was like. What was it? What was the original book? <laughs> urban Urban Cowboy, which I think it was called, it was ghetto, called? Ghetto, no, ghetto Cowboy. Cowboy. Oh, ghetto oh, Cowboy. God. Exactly. Hey. That's the book. So, like I said, made up thing. Concrete Cowboy. Don't do this. Don't do this. I already did it. Okay, let's start the show. <laughs> you know what? 
Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan. What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City! Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. Why'd you change the tempo? They never played that song no. in this movie, though, right? No, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, that it. I will say that what a missed opportunity. <laughs> For Yo, sure. I, For sure. Why was it so slowed down? Like, why did it become a ballad? <laughs> because that's what, because that's what this movie elicits. It's letting you know this shit is real. Okay, we in the we out here in Philly. We got our horses, and the shit is real. <laughs> Don't play games with us. <laughs> now I'm sorry. Now that song is in my head. It's just it's just in my head now. Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> For those of you who are uh, listening for the first time, this extremely attractive voice that you're listening to right now is Jonathan Braylock. The voice is attractive. <laughs> What's happening? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, people hear the voice and they're attracted <laughs> oh, to it. Man. So that one, that one that you're, wow. the voice that you're attracted to. <laughs> Why are you breaking Braylock. it? Why is the voice now getting higher? <laughs> Oh, man. And this completely over it voice is that of Gerard Milligan. And this voice is James the Third. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I liked your voice last time, James. Um, like, that was a cool thank you. voice. I can't remember what I did. I think it was just regular, but, you know, we it's fine. <laughs> so, wait. So, James, is this your radio voice? This like, is, is my, this? yeah, this is my radio voice. <laughs> I My loud. voice for the airwaves. All right, oh, we'll see who's still listening at this point. This is going to be rough. This is going to be a rough one. <laughs> this podcast is a film review podcast. That's right. We review films of leading black actors. Okay? Nigga, say it again. Leading black actors. Woo, he we said We talk it. about that <laughs> uh, in the context of diversity uh, in Hollywood. He talking about people with melanin. And other skin colors getting movies. Absolutely. That's right. Yes, we are. Uh, and today we are reviewing the film Concrete Cowboy, Netflix film that came out a few weeks ago. No box office because it's Netflix. Yo, Rotten Tomato. Great. The whole time yeah. you described it. Sorry, the time you described it, for some reason, all I pictured, and I, I don't have the heart to say it, but I keep thinking of Samuel Jackson from Django. When Jamie rolls up on the horse, he's like, who's this? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all. As you were describing it, I just wanted to be like, yeah, it's the movie where it's a bunch of on stags. <laughs> but I just couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't this, <laughs> this film stars uh, Caleb uh, McLaughlin. Is that how you say his name? That's how I say it. McLaughlin. McLaughlin. But you know what? Honestly, I'm going to look it up. Okay. I'm not, uh, I'm you not know him from Stranger just, Things, of like course. Caleb. You got Idris Elba's in this mm-hmm. movie, Lorraine Toussaint, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Jarrell Jerome from When They See oh, Us. Yeah. 
And don't forget, you got the M E T H O D man. Yes, yes. I just look, I, I cannot not say his name like that. Uh, yes okay i was like was she in that was she in fast color and she was this film has a 78 percent currently on rotten tomatoes entirely too low entirely oh. too low that's my opinion i'm gonna say it right now the audience <laughs> the audience score is 73 percent and much that's lower and worse i hate that. <laughs> <laughs> it's also this film premiered it was set to have its world premiere at Tell- Telluride Film Festival and then its actual world premiere happened at Toronto International Film Festival last year uh, and then Netflix acquired it for distribution it's about a 15 year old boy his name is Cole he lives in Detroit with his mom he keeps getting in trouble at school so his mom drives him to Philly and drops him off with his father who he doesn't really know that well uh, for the summer and his father is a part of this community on Fletcher Street that has horses and stables. It's also got a friend who's selling drugs. And, uh, you know, he's balancing between those two worlds. That's about it, right? That's yeah. about it. All right, great. Shall we do initial thoughts? James, you want to yeah, start? I'll start. I I loved it. I had a really good nice. time. I think that there was, like, there was storytelling. I would like to read the, the book because mm. there were story things that I was like, oh, I feel like they could spend more time with with certain things that was happening it felt like it jumped around a lot um so i'll just get that out of the way because beyond that i really enjoyed it i thought the acting was really good i really loved the look of this like that it always Mm -hmm. looked like the sun was either setting or or Mm -hmm. rising you know it was always that Mm -hmm. golden hour kind of look Mm -hmm. to it it made me feel like i was there in a in a in a cool way um i thought uh, Caleb did a great job. I, Idris's role in this reminded me a lot of Beasts of of uh, No Na- Beasts of No Nation. What was that one that he did? The mm-hmm. yeah, like it just felt like it was like he's you know he's this kind of big overbearing kind of figure who has a lot of power and maybe doesn't quite recognize what his true relationship is to this other character. I I thought Jarrell Jerome was so good and and he has that he has that energy when he shows up of like you're like man he's going to break my heart by the time this movie is done and he does you know mm-hmm. um yeah I did think that like it felt like the men were more fleshed out characters than the than the female characters in this and that was something mm-hmm. that came up for me in terms of storytelling yeah, as well um True but um but I did really like it ultimately you know, it was interesting to learn about these people. Oh, that, uh, but Jamil Prattis, who played Paris, he was like my favorite oh, yeah. part of the movie. And then at the end, when they reveal that he's a real writer he's real. in that area, it was like, absolutely, of course, because he, he felt so authentic. And so many of them did. And, and, and it ends up being that so many of them. <laughs> Do you think his story is real? That I don't know because, because of the book adaptation of it, of it all. But but he he connected to that on a real level. It was really it was really great. Yeah, I thought I felt it. Man. I think he's a good actor. Like it's always cool when they put real people in it. But like I think Nomadland did this too. But like sometimes real like you have real people who are mm-hmm. who can who can act or who can be themselves at least on camera. Then you have real people who like who can't mm-hmm. like <laughs> and they yeah yeah and you're like you're like you can't do this that. Feels yeah. really stilted yeah. and you're like oh it's because they're not an actor they're like a real person but they also like can't be themselves you know 
it's a, it's it's a, it's a harder thing to do because they mm-hmm. this was a mm-hmm. I mean this was a movie like they had to be them they they had to act you know yeah true yeah, for sure yeah I I can go next I think the movie was good like I like it, to me it's like it's hard because I really enjoyed it until we got to that third the the last quarter of the movie and then it took a turn for me a little bit but I but again I agree with James I like the acting I love the way it was shot I loved how they sped up when Jarrell and Caleb were in the car and it just is like flashing lights like a Kanye video. I thought that was really cool. I thought, honestly, the whole time I kept saying is like, I really enjoyed Caleb's performance because I, to this day, four season in, still don't believe they've given his character stuff to do on Stranger Things. They gave his newly introduced sister more importance than they gave him. And I'm like, he's so good. Like I've watched him in um, was it the Tim? T- I mean, New Edition movies. I was happy to see him in this movie. I was happy to see like the nuance. A thousand percent. Um, I thought Jerome Jerome was great. You know, I know some people who auditioned for that part, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe he was really really good and deserved <laughs> you it. You know, some so people. that makes sense. You know, maybe Jerome, he's right you know age some people. Like, yeah, 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 maybe he's the right age. Yeah, yeah. Who do you know? You know right some people. Um, I think the hard part. <laughs> yeah, man, it's not even about that. It's not even about that. It's not. I'm taking away from it. And I will say this. I think I, I, I like the script and I actually don't hate the directing. Usually I was like, did a black person direct this? Cause a couple things were off to me, but I was like, this, this white guy did good to me. I thought like there were certain instances where he held on certain shots that I thought were cool. Again, the hard part is like, and it could be the book. I haven't read it, but once we get to that final situation with Jarrell Jerome's character until the very end, I think the movie shifts for me a little bit and becomes kind of cliche to a black story or what people expect from a black story, but that could be the book. So we'll get into it, but yeah, I, that's true. I guess I thought it was good. People should watch too. it for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, people should watch it for sure. I'll say this. That for me, this is a, this is one of those movies where I think like if you watch the trailer and you were like intrigued and like, you were like, Oh, this looks interesting. Like, the, like you're going to like this movie. And then if you watch the trailer and you were like, I don't know, it looks kind of boring. Like, you're probably going to think the movie's like boring. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not, it, it didn't have Mm-mm. like for me, like I saw the trailer and I was like, yeah, it looks, looks okay. Like it looks kind of interesting. Like, you know, and this is no diss. Cause I think that like, this tells a story that is like an interesting facet of life for, you know, a real community and something that we don't, you know, we've never heard about before. Mm-hmm. So it's like that, I like I like I like that about this movie. You know, there's some interesting family dynamics like parents parent son dynamics that you know are maybe a bit stereotypical, but like again, this happens like you know, like this happens in people's real lives. So like just because it's become a caricature or a stereotype that's used negatively doesn't mean that we should never be able to tell stories like this. That said, like I don't know. Like, I, I agree with Jarrell, like, especially the, like, Jarrell Jerome's, like, whole arc. It's like, I mean, man, it's like, it's like, we, we've seen it so many times. And it's, again, not that it, not that people can't tell that story anymore, but like, you kind of want to see, I don't know, you, I, you, I don't know. I, I feel like I want to see, like, a fresher take on it. Like, and this was, like, not, didn't feel like a fresh take. Mm-hmm. I thought the acting was was pretty good. I thought like, yeah, like that dude who played Paris, like he, he was, he was great. And I thought Idris was good though. It wasn't, I, I've seen him be more dominated, which maybe like is a nod to Caleb who plays Cole, the, the, uh, the kid from Stranger Things definitely held his own in those scenes. You know, so I, 
I don't know. I will say, though, I'm interested to know about, like, Idris's take on this character because it felt, it felt like, it felt somewhat broad to me. I've seen him play more specific people, and this one felt a little, like, you know, I mean, he, I don't know. He, I guess he didn't have that much in dialogue-wise in certain moments, but it was just, like, the, like, quiet, absent, like, stoic black man, like, motions held in and mm-hmm. then, like, has, like, a couple of moments where he has, like, real hearts to hearts. Overall, I think it was a good movie, but it was just what – it's not my cup of tea, personally. That's a respectful way to say that. Honestly, yeah. Let's go into this. That's a respectful – I mean, yeah, man. Let's let's talk about it. Yeah, because the, the movie starts with the mom getting a call. Caleb got into a fight at school again. Uh, Who plays the mom? Yes, the mom was played by – Liz Priestley. Okay, yeah. I liked her. You know, what was so interesting is that it it felt very real, and I think it helped having people from the actual neighborhood in it. Because even this, I remember, like, I used to get <laughs> my mom used to like threaten me every now and then of like, "Yo, you gonna go live with your uncle?" Like, almost like a, a reverse, like a little fake Fresh Prince. But it's like those phone calls, like getting off of work. Looking at that mom realizing, like, why are you acting like this? She has no clue what else to do. I was like, I felt that, man. And then the son just being like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, literally, you saw in his face, like, when she started hitting him, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I And I really connected to her saying, stop acting like you know. <laughs> like, that, to mm. me, was like, that felt like such a real thing of, like, of just... <laughs> She whatever has been yeah. happening thus far has not been working, but the but the the thing that she recognizes is is a problem is that the kid really thinks he understands what's going on and is like behaving as such, but he doesn't know everything, you know. And I I yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was really and and you know, and I don't know if how everybody chose to deal with the fact that he was acting like he knew so much is the way to go about it. But, like, that, I don't know, that really resonated with me. Yeah, same. I mean, yeah. And, she like, it's so quick when it happens. It's like she picks him up from school, and she drops him off at, at the dad's house, yo, and, like, leaves. Like, <laughs> the dad isn't even there. He'd be right back. Dude. And just. The dad wow. isn't there. And she might know where he's at. <laughs> But, but that's so hard. Have... Like think about like I keep thinking about that situation. I'm right. like, yo, it had to have gotten so bad that she's like, I just I can't handle this. And like I gotta drive off or I'm gonna let him mm-hmm. back in the car and they were it may get worse. Apparently well, at least this is according to Wikipedia, so who knows if it's true. But it said that in the initial draft of this script, she was a drug addict. She was. The mom was. And so it was like Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it was like dropping off because like she couldn't she couldn't handle it, and then they changed oh. they changed it. I'm sure to avoid Thank another God. stereotype. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and but also it gives it also gives Cole more to work through if 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 all it is is like <laughs> yeah yeah. I mean, I definitely I definitely um, felt for him a lot more because. I mean, like, you would feel for somebody whose mom is a drug addict and this and that, but, like, I, it's just, like, he, it's, like, it's, like, this thing of, like, he feels guilty, 
you know, because he's getting into these fights. But then, like, as an adult, you understand, like, it's not all his fault. Like, it's like, yeah, obviously, the situation that he's growing up in isn't a healthy situation for, like, a young person to be growing up in. Like, and it, it makes me think about the fact that, I mean... This is not a political podcast, of course, but it, it just... You Thank th- you for that. Yeah. Thank you for that. You know, you just think about the fact that, like, you know, schools are more prone to have harder, uh, more punitive consequences for black children who get into fights or who, like, who do wrong things within the school system. There's a lot less forgiveness and there's a lot more like suspension expel expulsion like it seems like he was expelled from two other schools and it's like you kind of think like what what is a kid doing that you have to expel you know what i mean like that that you have to expel them from school it's like pretty harsh you know he's growing up detroit i mean he's, he has a you know single family household where a uh, single parent household where um it also feels like the finances aren't probably quite there even though like we never really talk about that, but obviously when he goes to his dad's place, like his dad is like living in squalor, has no food, and like the mom Yo. doesn't check on it or or seem to care. So, Got no snacks. I don't know. Like it, it's a lot. It's like clearly there's a lot happening in the mother's life. And kind of to your point earlier point, James, like unfortunate we don't get to know more about exactly what's happening for her because it's, it's clearly more than just my son keeps acting up and I can't handle him anymore. You know what I mean? Like there has to be stuff going on in her life too, but yeah, it's an interesting place to start. I mean, to get dropped. I, I mean, like you're right though. Like dude, to get to, for a mother to drop her son off at, in the middle of the night in Philadelphia, in a neighborhood that isn't, doesn't feel that safe to just drop him off with two garbage bags of his stuff and be like, your dad's going to come at some point. Like, Holy crap. Dude, yeah. Dude, it had to be. I mean, also this actress played it so well like you couldn't even just stay there for like the 5 minutes that it took. Like, wow. No, cuz he was he was going to try to get back in the car. She also knew she didn't need to though, right? Cuz like cuz Nessie was right next door and immediately like addresses him. Like people people knew about him. You know, I mean, not everybody did. Still, they just dropped that nigga off. No, man, that's like they just dropped this nigga off. Harsh, harsh, harsh. They knew. I think (laughs) my mom has never left me any anywhere. You know, like in that way. But there are definitely places that if she just left me outside of a building, (laughs) man. I'm gonna tell y'all something. I think I tell people. My mom, I, I, I don't know what I did, but I pissed (laughs) off my mom something, something bad, and it was like. Maybe it was a rumor, I don't know, but it was like a park where all like the runaway kids went. My mom one day drove me to this park during the day and was like, "Fine, you want to be grown? Get out!" Like legit, get out. Gave me a little bag, wasn't two bags no. of my shit. It was like a bag, and she like drove. Wow, it's hard to describe, but like she drove basically from one end of the parking lot all the way to the other end, and then stopped before the exit. And I'm sitting there crying and then re- like literally like Caleb, where are you going? Like all the toughness <laughs> went away. Like it's other it's other niggas in the park and I'm running with this little ass bag, being like, I'm sorry, it won't happen again. Like like bang literally as I'm looking at him bang, I did this I banged on the back of the car on the trunk, then started banging on the window. Come on, man. Cause like you realize 
You don't know because you think about your mom. As you a was person. out there talking out your neck at your mom, and she was like, "I got time for this." And you realize, I think, as a to me, especially as a as a boy being raised by a mother without a father, it's like they are doing double duty, and I think it's so hard because, at least for me, it's like I don't think you understand what that means until you get older. And then if she has now given up or Fog has given up, that means you have pushed to the edge. You know what I mean? Like you have you have done some shit. So to see her like lock the door, she runs back in the car, lock the door, and see her like fucking bawling and speed off. And also the actress like looks over at him. And for me, it wasn't like looking at him to like take one last look. It was like, let me look at this nigga's toes. Okay, he's 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 in the clear. Now I can drive off. It still was like it was a little motherly she, thing. The look was to make sure she wasn't gonna run over his feet. I do. I, I feel like she was trying to make sure he was like, all right, let me make all right, let me get out of here while he got a little break. Okay, yeah, no, she had to get out. She did have to get out. That's true. What was the neighbor's name? Nestle? Nessie. 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 Nessie, I was like, they could have developed her way more. I yeah. was like, she's just a woman in this movie, yeah, I guess. Like, well, the thing is, I don't think anybody was developed but Caleb. And I, I think it was like a movie that was just about, like his dad, you kind of finally realize in like one speech, but like. Yeah, you get a backstory. But yeah. you get that, you get his speech. You get, we, get a li- we get a little bit from everybody. We yeah, get a yeah. little bit from everybody, yeah. but we get so much from the dudes. But then like, yeah, ne- and ne- you know, Nessie m- maybe is you know, maybe is Smush's mom or is like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, is she Smush's mom? She said something like, you sound like when Smush was trying to get back in. Like yeah, she said something like in. that. Just one, literally one line like that. And it was just like, all right, maybe she's connected to Smush oh. in, a, in a deeper way. Or just everybody knows what's going on with Smush. But I just thought everybody knew what was going on with Smush. Right, but like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, we don't know what's going yeah, on. She with did her say get back like, in though. When when Smush died, did she feel like a mom who just lost her son? You know, they did. You, you're right. They didn't focus on her anymore when Smush died. So that's just something I was putting together. When he dies, no one. We didn't get to it. When he dies, no one cares for real, for real. But Caleb, it's like it immediately goes to like. We got to find Cole because he runs away, of course. But it's like we really don't deal with, like, the funeral like that. Like, we yeah, don't really get into true. that stuff. It's like he's dead. Cole's gone. We're going to spend the next couple scenes looking for him. And then. Yeah. I mean, I probably am just putting. No, but she. Putting more on that line yeah, than so. <laughs> needs to be. But she did say it. She did say coming back in here. But, like, we don't know. And if it was, yeah, like, yeah. goodness gracious, what a missed opportunity. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah, she yeah, just felt yeah. like um, the woman on the block who, like, knows, knows everybody's business kind of and is, like. Right. And she's saying, like, she's helping, praying. I mean, man, it was interesting. Like, I don't know. I, some of this stuff I was, like. I like feel like I I understand where everybody's coming from, and I'm also like, ah, there's a better way than this. <laughs> like, it, I think, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I guess we don't know too much exactly about what's happening with Caleb. It just seems like he's fighting in school. Like it, like I, it didn't seem like he like he wasn't running with. Dr- it didn't seem like he was running with drug dealers in Detroit or right. I didn't think so. And, and like, it just so seemed either. like all he was yeah. doing was like getting into fights and like, yeah. Yeah, and everybody's like looking at him like he's, I don't know, like, like he's a ticking time bomb and like something's going to go. Yeah, yeah. Like, a, like he's a problem child. And not right? just like a kid who, yeah. who clearly is like, 
missing out on like having parents. I don't know. But 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 I do think that's they probably could touch on that a little bit too. But I think that is the realistic part of it. Whereas like no, it is realistic. Yeah, she the mom even says it in the car. It's like you know I'm I got to keep talking to the principals and these cops and like that is what what happened. Like again you know what happened in real life is like i don't think anyone takes a second to think about why a black kid is doing a thing and what their situation is it's like they're automatically a threat or a menace to society and right we have to like yeah. right. handle it and it's that. like and on that it's like mostly on them like that's the thing that we talk about with like black yeah. kids having to grow up so much quicker you know what i mean it's like so many times in this movie they're like you have to make a choice. They keep making him do grown adult things, but then when he's like trying to like assert his power, you know, over like somebody else, then they're like, you're a child. And you're like, you're not really treating him like a child. <laughs> like you're treating him like he's a grown adult. <laughs> exactly. And, until you don't want to deal with like the, you know what I mean? The altercation that's happening. Then you treat him like a child. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earning. Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day and up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me, we I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eats something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, uh, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm I like, we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earning.com slash TOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank Ed Trust, member FDIC. So you open Google Chrome on your phone. You're hunting for a super rare first edition vinyl of a band you're obsessed with when you're supposed to be working. But the site you tapped on seems pretty shady. And Daryl from IT just jumped up from his desk. Oh no, he's coming your way. It's a good thing built-in malware protection keeps you safe and sound. Not from Daryl, though. Sorry. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone. Hi, this is Will Arnett. I, we, are inviting you to follow us as we go on tour and we take our podcast, Smartless, on the road. Join us and watch any boundaries we previously had disappear. Like you've never seen us before, you'll see us on the road ordering lunch, roasting each other, and on stage as we surprise each other with a mystery celebrity guest in each city. Boy, that sounds amazing. Welcome to, to Smartland. Don't miss our new series, Smartless on the Road, streaming May 23rd, only on Max. Subscription required. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. 
When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I- I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He doesn't want to stay with his dad because, one, he doesn't know his dad. He's He's justifiably angry at this guy who is not, hasn't been in his life whatsoever. And then his dad has a horse in the house and he's sleeping like a hundred feet from a horse. He's, he's next to the horse. He's, he's terrified. I mean, I know the horse is like in the other alcove or whatever, but he's in terrifying. the room he's in with, room the, with horse. the horse. Terrifying. <laughs> he's in that room with that horse. And then there's zero food in the fridge. There's, he hasn't, he doesn't have food. And it in never the, house. the food never comes. Like there's another scene later on. No, the and food. it never comes. Like and it's like where where does he expect his kid to get food? Like I don't. Where I, did he I, get no, food? We don't we know. Don't it doesn't know. come. He got it from he got it from freaking Smush. That's yeah, where he got yeah, food. Wow. <laughs> Every time he was eating, it's because Smush bought him a, a sandwich. Damn. Smush bottom shoes. Damn. Like, of course he's hanging out with this dude. He's the only person who cares <laughs> yeah. about this guy. Damn. <laughs> like, and it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, of course, like, it's like, dude, Smush, you're like getting into your, you are treading dangerous ground that could get us killed. So in that sense, I understand why they're like, don't hang out with him. Yeah. But they never, nobody ever goes, look, I understand. Uh, we're not giving you food. We're not, we're not hanging out with you we don't really we're we're telling you to do free labor yeah uh so that we can break you like she literally horses aren't the only thing that have to be broken i was like god damn like this kid has it rough you know what i mean like yeah it has it he has it rough and yeah again like i i get it like this is real life this is real experiences uh it's hard to it's hard to watch because i i don't think this is what this movie is doing because it, I think inevitably, like they 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 have conversations or whatever. So it's not fully doing this, but there is like, I guess I'm like I'm just really aware of like when movies kind of try to paint these pictures that it's like, hey, it's up to it's up to the it's up to this black kid to like figure out the right way to go because like he he has to not make the wrong choices or he's gonna wind up dead like Smush. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I hate whenever it. movies feel like it's treading Ugh. in that area, I don't know. I, I start to like back away and be yeah. like, no. You know what I mean? I hate it. Two things. Two things came up for me though. Too, um, like, like when every time they, <laughs> every time they would like be like, we're gonna, you're gonna be out, you're gonna be outside. I would be like, that's right. He's gonna be outside. <laughs> he acted all grown. <laughs> he acted all grown. He better go outside. And Cat kept being like. No, this is absolutely not. That's a kid. That's still a kid. But I yeah. kept being, I kept defaulting to like, yeah. But if you want to act all grown, you better. <laughs> you gonna spend the night outside? Yeah, which is like, no, he shouldn't be outside. 
It's like it is it is so dangerous. And the thing that's so crazy is Bray, I agree with you. I think like the movie tricked me in a way, I think, especially when it comes to Smush's character, where I was like, Yes, you gave him a goal, you gave him nuance. Like you know what it is? When it comes to these movies, the black kid or the black person never makes it out. But again, if I compare it to like some of these white movies, like they somehow like can get a second chance. And I'm like, I just want I just want it to change because I do believe that like there are people who change like they we, we still can't be. And also, to be truthfully honest, like we were talking about how we care about animals in like the zoo earlier. I am not sure that the cowboys or the cow people, if you will, were looking after the horses in the appropriate way. Like, I really don't like. Yeah, because we don't know don't because know. we don't know. They kept bringing up this dead horse that was never removed. Like, yeah. and like, they were like, You never removed this dead horse. And they're like, No, we removed it. And then at the end, when they take the horses, they're they like, There's still a dead horse back there. So yeah. it's like, wh- So who's li- so like, are which you is lying? Also, yeah. also, the movie ends, and this is, the thing that dri- this is the thing that drives me crazy. I'm sorry we're skipping around everybody. But the movie ends was like, It just being like, We don't have stables. We like, Where you from? Where you from? The stables been gone. All we gonna do is ride, and the whole time I'm like, "No, fuck you! Where are the horses gonna go? Like, where? Like, yeah. who?" And They're then just gonna stay out in the street like all day. And then when I saw them in the street, I was so mad, yo. I was like, "Y'all just got these things. Y'all got the horses parked like their cars." And I understand they did that back in the cowboy day because most of the cowboys literally didn't have stables. So the horses were outside the house, but like, I, yeah, yeah, uh, it, it was so negligent. <laughs> but what we're thinking about the maybe we're th- maybe we're focusing on the wrong things right now. <laughs> it's tough because I don't I don't like I. Here's the thing I, yes, it, you know it. The things that you're saying it's true. Like I, like I care about the horses too, right? And and I don't want them, you know, whatever. But like, I also can see how like white America can like be like. Look at these! Look at these black people like not taking care of the horses, and it's like you're not taking care of the black people. So f you! Like, what do you? You know what I mean? Like, what are you complaining <laughs> exactly. about? Like, you like look what, look at where these humans are living. You know what I mean? Like, so, uh, but like yeah. it, it is this tough thing because I'm just like, what's the end goal here? Like, it, it, I don't know. This this movie was, I don't know. Like there there was a <laughs> just for me like. I think they wanted us to see the beauty and the community and how much they loved each other and how much they loved the horses and what the horses meant for them and how it, 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 it took certain people like it helped them, right? It helped it helped them care for something. It helped them feel like there was something worth living for. Like it it gave them hope in, in a in a very depressing situation for a lot of people. I do think that's beautiful. And at the end of the day, I'm still like kind of I'm I'm watching it not a part of this community feeling sad because i'm like yeah but this is clearly can so easily be taken away from you and then what like it, it's like it doesn't it's not sustainable what's the what ha- like i don't know like it's 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 sad like the movie tries to end like with a more positive note and i'm like what's happening with fletcher street now like it it's closed it, they said that they're building condominium you know whatever they're developing there so it's like it's gonna be gone yeah <laughs> i don't know I was saying before that there was a couple of things that came up for me while 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 Bray was going on his thing, and and Drew, I kind of touched on it a little bit just now too. But that like, uh, and this is from a storytelling uh, standpoint. Yes, we know that that Cole isn't getting any food, 
from home and the only time we see him getting food is from smush so like maybe he should hang out with smush we can get this food the other thing that bothered me was when method man first shows up he comes in and he's like he's the sheriff and he's i guess sold out or whatever it is so they don't really they don't they like him but they don't like you know they they're not gonna listen to him but so far when he's when he's like you know hey the stable's gonna close down what are we gonna do about it i was like I know that they're going to paint him out to be like the bad guy later for, for doing this. But like, yeah, yeah. What are they going to do about this? They need to do something. And then sure enough, they just get the horses taken away from them. And there is nothing they could do because they didn't do anything. They didn't listen to him. And then, yeah. And then and he says that he says it too. Yeah. He says, you didn't listen to me, you know? And then, they, and then by the end of this, we're like, yeah, they're, what is going to happen? It's still a question mark. And like, you know, yes, I think, yes, people need to, and who, and this movie, I guess is a fictional, I mean, sorry, this book, I guess is potentially a fictional story about these real people. I'm not quite sure what that line is, but it's like, you know, for as much as like the word needs to get out there, it's also like, yeah, is there, is there more that can be done you know, by way of stables, by way of treating the horses better, like, like what, what are the things that are being overlooked? Yeah, what steps? And I and I agree. It's like, and again, I, I don't want to keep Harvard on the horses because, like, I think the more I think about that, that makes me not like the movie. But if I focus <laughs> on like Cole and like his journey, because again, I think just going back to him, you know, when it opens up, the one thing I liked, and I will say this is when he has to go work the horses and stuff like that, he goes to do it. They didn't paint him as just a straight-up difficult kid to me. Like, they painted him as a kid, like, who was in bad situations. But very early on to me, you could tell he was a quote-unquote good kid just in a crappy situation. Like, no one was looking out for him. And, like, even when we see him, like, um, the very first day in the stables, first off, when he leaves his dad's house and then, like, smush... Sorry, I'm jumping around, but when he goes when he goes to the stables for the first day and he comes in the white and red joints. Not in the sneakers, bro. Like, he shows up. Don't I was like, bruh, not you're not doing this in the all whites. It's so funny because it it reminded me of the time that I wore Jordans to play basketball and Ooh, no Bray. And then I, I, I played a pickup game and then somebody was like you playing in those Jordans? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, wow, okay. I've never seen that before. <laughs> and I felt so dumb. But this is dumber than that. <laughs> no, this, I mean, also, he gave them all white Jordans. Yeah, and I had blue you know Jordans, I mean? so, you know, it's a little, it's a little like, better. I remember when you got the blue Jones. Don't. I remember when you so got really the blue what you're right? saying is I'm, I'm smart. I mean, no, you still play basketball in them Jordans. You still... <laughs> When he showed up with the white, white with the Jordans, white Jordans, he, he I was knows like, he's this shoveling. Is, this is them reminding us that he's a child. Yeah. But like, <laughs> how, I mean, like, I was like, dude, he knew. Come on, he you knew. know you're about to shovel horse crap, and you bring in your brand new pair of sneakers. Why? Also, why didn't anybody go, dude? Take those. What are you doing? <laughs> Switch your shit. He had the stunt though. He had the stunt. Yo, for real, for real, dude. I was at one point like, hey, bruh. You got to treat this like old school days. You better go barefoot, man. Like, fuck it. 
Go barefoot. I legit was like, you gotta, I thought he was. I thought like 100%. he was going to realize what was happening and go barefoot. Yeah. But it's funny because when he first started um, shoveling up the crap, I was like, yo, they don't have no wheelbarrow or nothing like that for this right. dude. Like he's just out here. So I love when we got, um, what was the character's name? Um, uh, Paris. Paris. I yeah, loved. That was great. That whole sequence of him being like, come on, man, what you doing? Like, and again, Paris. I love that Cole did the work. Like it wasn't like, screw y'all, screw this. Like he was doing it. Like, to me, that was so important. And then when we finally, like, the the biggest fear I had is we had the first wheelbarrow full of crap, and he had to put it on the crate or whatever the hell that thing is. And it had a little it had a little piece of wood as a ramp so he can get to the top of the, the pile. And I was like, yo, my man is going to fall in this poop. He's going to fall all over this poop, yo. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. But I thought that was great. And everybody was cheering him on, too, once he, like, finally did it. Like, that's the support I think people forget, like, the black community really, really has for each other. It's like, you know, sometimes they may give you crap, but, like, everybody's trying to help out. It's the village. You know what I mean? Like, that. this movie was an example of the village trying to help this kid. I just wish. Yeah. No, that's not true because there's other kids in it, too. It's just not just him. So, never, I can't say that. Yeah, no, it's not just him. And I think, like... And we learned like Smush was a part of it too. You know what I mean? Like, and they and they like kind of laid down the law, and he didn't want to. He didn't want to follow those rules, and it, and it, and we find out that it's not that he didn't want to follow those rules because he just wants money for drugs. It's like, mm-hmm. no, he understood the plight of the Fletcher Street stables. He was like, they they're gonna lose everything that they have. They don't own any of that. I'm trying to make enough money so we can buy our own ranch. And like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. And that was like, I was like, cool. I wish somebody, instead of just writing him off and completely giving up on smush and being like, until he changes his ways, we're not talking to him, which feels like the absolute wrong thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, if you care about this dude, like help him realize his dreams in a, in a way that isn't going to get him killed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It, it, yeah, go ahead. It was also frustrating for, for where they end up going with this with the smush thing because, like, everyone really did write him off. Yeah. Like, when, when Smush shows up outside of, of um, Idris's place, he is, like, pushing him. He, like, pushes his car. He's like, get out, get out, get out, right? But then at the end, after he, after he dies, he's like – Smush was one of us, and it's like, what are you? Doing? Yeah, you definitely yeah. didn't treat him like. No, that. he wasn't. Yeah, he, 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 you didn't act like he was one of y'all's at yeah. no point. And the thing that's so crazy is like, and I, th- I think that's the frustrating part about this movie is like, I love that they set up that he had a goal, and like he wasn't just, and also too, and also too, um, I kept saying like, Smush reminded me personally like a friend I had who always looked out, like always took the rap for me like looked out to the end of the day and he got locked up and i was thinking like you know no one helped him you know what i mean because he was busy helping me and i think about smush like smush literally like like we said smush was the one feeding cole smush was the one giving cole shoes smush the one like literally introducing cole to friends at parties and stuff and it's like i'm not trying to glorify like his way of life but he says at one point everybody who was supposed to look out for me no one looked out for me and it's like, what else can this kid do? Like, like, yeah, he could get a nine to five, but can he even do that? He's a kid still. You know right. what I mean? He's going to work at a burger spot. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. And especially if your goal is to get out 
and like and get away. Like he literally was like, "Yo, we're trying to get out. We about to go." He had the papers. He had the realty papers, yo. Like, I mean, because it does it <clears throat> it does that thing that Bray was talking about up up top of like how like when a movie is saying that like this it's up to this black kid to figure out his way out of it you know it's that becomes an issue right because essentially all that happened that's different with smush is when he was locked out you know Mm -hmm. he didn't decide to come back you know he ended up finding his own way and his own way ended up being this path you know because and because he he interpreted being kicked out as as not love you know and they and they continued to push him away until he died which is like it's like what is that you know how are we supposed to take that yeah like that was that was a powerful scene when cole was like why do you hate me you know, <sighs> and I was yeah. like, "Damn, <sighs> you! Everybody else's father, but mine, right? Everybody else." And I did clock that. No. It's just his character. Even after his whole soliloquy, it was never like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> he just explained why he was doing the things that he was doing. He never actually apologized. And I was just like, Fuck. "Yeah, like." But he was trying to say that he loved him on a level that he didn't understand. Yeah. When he shouts at when he shouts at uh when he shouts at Cole at one point, I was like, I hear your British accent. <laughs> in that in that scene I, I heard did. it too. I think it was specifically that scene. Yeah. Yeah, it was that scene, yeah. But uh, no, I'm just saying like I, I agree, Bray. Like he didn't apologize. And my thing is this if you a deadbeat dad, there's no overcoming your deadbeatness it's nice to he didn't even yeah. to me it was like that wasn't even like an acknowledgement of it. It was like let me explain to you why I was a deadbeat. <laughs> yeah, basically. You know yeah. what I mean? Like let me let me tell you let me tell you why I was a deadbeat. I'm not gonna apologize for being a deadbeat. I'm not gonna tell you that yeah. it's gonna be better from here on out. But I'm like, fuck listen. I guess I like father son, but maybe I got too much put progression. Fuck this. It's like, no. You trash. It's interesting because I I actually saw that I saw that scene as him saying I love you like that was how I translated that scene because it was like I think that is what he was trying to say you know for me it without saying it right right but without saying those (laughs) he didn't say those actual words but I don't know to me it was like it was enough Hmm. you know it was it was enough for me to be like (laughs) it was enough for me to be like my past like really fucked fucked with your mother and me like what i the way i was back then you know but like for him to be like you know i named you i don't know like that shit that was so to me it was like wow it was like okay i mean i i get it like the whole co-train to do who did you know what it is i think the hard part is is like having a dad say he loves you to me personally is such a powerful thing and especially if you've never heard it yeah like this kid has never heard it before and i'm like i understand that's supposed to be 11 moment but it's like i still at at even towards the end the movie like i didn't truly feel the care and like fatherly love for cole until he was in the until he found them in the barn covered in blood yeah yeah and i think that's right i think that's right though 
And then Cole, and I'm not even sure, I'm not even sure Idris was the one who reached out to give the hug. I think it was Cole. I like, I don't know, man. I just again, I'm probably putting my own shit on it. I just wish it was like I don't think that your your the dad came through. I mean, how can you not though? I mean <laughs> Go ahead, James. This is another thing about the maybe just the general storytelling. Because again, I liked this movie a lot, but we're talking about these very specific things. To me, I think that the the fact that Cole ended up by the end of I guess this summer or however long that time actually was steeped himself so deep in the culture like by the end like when he's like riding on the back of the horse and he's just like on the horse with the hat etc cetera, etc cetera. I mean I know the girl gave him the hat but like mm-hmm. you know th- like to me it was like I grew up without a dad so I don't know what this shit is like but like it was like man aren't they isn't that communicating a, a love a, res- a respect and appreciation for each other that like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know that like not only is he passing this thing on to him but he is mirroring it he he is he's taking mm. it on and you know he's use he's he's an example of it i mean granted <laughs> shortly before that before all this he was still on a run with Smush, but but like just a few scenes before. But you know, like I think this could have been better written. But like, <laughs> his transformation to me that felt like the dialogue of like I I love you, I love you back. You know, just from like a just from like an artistic standpoint, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think it was that is supposed to be that is that scene. I just like. I don't know. It's still tough. Like that, that kid, you know what I mean? Like, it, I will tell you this, this kid has so many false moments talking about, um, smush when smush takes him to the party for the first time. And we see the big bad. It's like, Oh no, he about to take this nigga's Jordans right now. I was like, Oh no. Yeah, I thought he was. And too. then when, when the guy, yo, when they're, when he gets dragged out that car and they put him in the trunk, yo. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. That was so scary. And then, and then smush is yelling, Hey, Cole, help me. I'm like, yo, He's like, Cole, help me. My man said Cole's name. <laughs> he said his name out loud. Like, there was something so scary about that. And then, I don't know, man. It felt like, it, it, honestly, it felt like Cole gave up on him a little bit, too. Where it's like, Cole kept coming back and forth when he when he needed something. When, like, his dad, like, when they lost the horse, he's like, yeah, this life is stupid. Now let me go run with Cole real quick. And then, I mean, now let me go run with Smush. And then, oh, man, you knew he was going to die. Literally? Right before this scene with Smush in the parking no. lot, Richard goes, he better make it to the end. As she's, out loud, she said, he better make it to the end. Yes. And I was like, characters like this, they never let make it to the end. I thought he was going to die earlier. No, he was never. He was doomed from the beginning. Like, <laughs> I can't believe Rachel had hope. That was not, you're not supposed to have hope. Like, she, legit, legit. We were, enjoying the, we were enjoying the hell out of this movie until this scene came out. Yeah, you're supposed to be prepping. When he showed, he, the second he showed up, I was like, Yeah, let uh, me just prepare myself. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm about to lose my best yeah, friend sad. at some point. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know my best friend is going to die in front of my eyes and I'm going to have to watch this. I thought he was going to have a turnaround. I, I truthfully thought once he made it out of the car and then, you know, when they were in like that underground area and he's like, yo man, screw this, like screw him. And he was by himself. I was like, yo, this kid is just alone. Like there's nowhere to go. This dude now is after him. He can't really go home. 
He's got a hot boy car. He's got a Mazda 929. Sorry, no reason I know that because there was a big drug dealer where I lived who had a 929. And I had a, and I had a Mazda 626, which is a little bit smaller. And I was like, uh-uh, this is not such and such's car. Like, this is not that nigga's car. But no, but it's like no one gave – they gave up on him. And the way he dies is so – I just want one of these movies to give one of these kids a chance. And we just haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Yo, like, yeah, that was tough. It sucked. Like, that part sucked, man. And then, like, immediately we don't deal with him. Like, we see his photo up. I mean, they have a funeral. <laughs> at the at the place where he passed away. They do, but we don't see. But the thing. Okay, so my thing about the funeral is they, they do have the funeral. Yeah. They're still looking for Cole. But the funeral is just a part of a montage, though. It's like Cole's missing. And the funeral is in between shots of, like, Idris and yeah. um, Hesse, like, looking for him. And then we come back at the end and finally have that moment. Yeah. But it felt like God, yo. And that moment didn't feel like it was about him. It felt like it was about Cole. Hmm. It it was about Smush, but Well, what I mean, he the whole standing on the horse thing is directly from Smush. It's like Smush is the one who did it first and then he was Was for him, yeah. Because of the horse because it was riding the horse. Yeah. You mean? Cause I think that the whole the whole end of the movie to me was like Yeah, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on, y'all! Y'all, yeah. y'all wrote this kid off. Oh yeah, yeah, true, 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 true. Y'all really did write this kid off. Man. They had to. They the reason they stole the horses <laughs> was so that they could give uh, Smush his last ride. Again, I think it's just the to me. But my issue was the way that they d- dealt with it because it was like they were they really didn't think Smush was shit the whole movie, and then he dies, and they're like, you know what? Let me put let me put his shoes on the back of a horse <laughs> like and that was what they did well you know what you know i'm what? gonna put his shoes on the back of a horse and that will mean something and it's like nah man <laughs> honestly if you would have gave him a hug gave him a hug that's what you could you could have given him a hug and all this would have changed i couldn't tell if that was his girlfriend or his mom was that his sister girlfriend or what i couldn't tell because she was too young to be the mom right mom yeah who was that she looked kind of young yeah, yeah she looked, i thought that might have been the girlfriend yeah trina right and 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 cole knew her trina. like trina come on you know like I, okay wait before we just crap on there, there were i really liked when they had the cookout or the barbecue scene and like you just saw all the black people just having a good time oh that was nice. like and the one thing i will say i like about this movie is that the issue they were dealing with wasn't them being black cowboys and being made fun of by black people in the area. It was like, no, Philly got black people on horses, and that's just a part of our community. Like, no, it seemed like the black community loved the fact that there yeah, were like. I thought it was so cool, man. Niggas riding around on horses, like that's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Like that's the part of the. Like I get why this movie was made because it's like, that is great. Also, I looked it up. It seems like they so. After this movie was launched, they have like these GoFundMe's to raise money for the stables and and stuff like that. Uh, they had one mm-hmm. specific one for Fletcher Street Urban Riding Club, and now there and there's another one for raising a permanent stable Philadelphia Urban Riding Academy. So it's like that's cool, and like yeah. you know, uh, I hope like I hope it gets to stay, like because it's like, hey man, you know when I was. At this horse stable that was in New York, I'm sure like that was like pretty expensive, but it was in like, and it was in Upper West Side. You know what I mean? So it's like mm. probably mostly white kids, and you know what I mean, like getting to do that. It's like yeah, like 
it, black kids should be able to do it too. Like that's like it's it's a fun thing. You damn right, Bray. Yeah. You da- let's say no, but no, it's real. Like I and and they exist. I thought this was Compton at first because the first Cowboys I heard about were the Compton. Sorry, sorry, everyone in LA. If I'm saying it wrong, but I knew them as the Compton Cowboys who have horses and stuff like that and i was like that is such a cool thing because anytime you see horses outside of the country it's like cops on horses which feels so like right archaic to an extent um yeah man i hope they make money i mean they still i mean yeah, they, they have cops on horses <laughs> yeah they got cops everywhere man they still they, got man. that out of new york too yeah man they out here i saw them the other day i saw them the other day prancing up and down the street Mm-hmm. like their horses act like Act like canines. He just stop and just start like smelling niggas. I'm like, get out of here. Get this horse out of here. Yo, get this horse out of here. That scene with the horse on the baseball field when it was just like throwing its feet and then like kicking back, like doing the kickback. I was like, yeah. oh my god, yeah. that was so scary. Like, how did they film that? I don't know. Also, that horse was so well trained because that horse looked like it was out of its mind. Yeah, I, I was nervous for that horse. Also, is it bad that I was like. Because Method Man comes in, he's talking about how to gentrify in the area. And it something bothered me that the fact that um, they were dealing with complaints from the neighborhood and the horse got loose on an all-white, like, baseball game, even though that, even though it probably was, like, right down the street. And I'm like, the fact that they are now the outsiders in a the neighborhood they've been in for, what did he say, like, 30-plus like years? I'm like, that irks me you know what i mean it's like now the people who've been well yeah that's the real it's so real it's like the people who've been doing their thing yeah. like in dc for instance gogo has been a big part of dc forever dc is not chocolate city anymore um because they have kicked most of the black people out but like they're trying to do the same thing with like gogo bands and stuff like that and it's like you can't have a noise complaint when you didn't this isn't your area. I don't know. Like, I, it's, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to, to have people come in, infiltrate an area, and then didn't decide what cultural things they want to keep and co opt. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> no, you moving into this area. I don't. It, it's hard. Like that scene was hard for me because it was just a bunch of white dudes looking at them like, "Can you get this horse off the goddamn field? We're trying to play baseball." And I was like, "Man, no, <laughs> guys, why, when is the happy? Have we reviewed a happy black movie in like the last year? A happy black movie <laughs> coming to America? Well, happy black oh, yeah, true, true. Okay, all right. Well, well, I don't know. That one had that whole weird scene. I don't know how happy that was. It was still happy. The all right. <laughs> oh shazam it's like no i just think i'm tired i think i'm tired of just this stuff um i think the movie was good i think the performances but it was happy to come on i think it is i think it is a happy ending i mean this ended this you know and it, it's supposed to it's supposed to be a happy ending the horses ain't got no place to go they got no home nah they're gonna they're gonna ride man they're gonna do what they always do right where bray they in philly they in Philly. Hey, man, they'll figure it out. They got to go fund me now, <laughs> like the real people. Oh, the real people. I mean, I will say this. They made That's how they figured it out. They made a movie. Yeah, good point, honestly. <laughs> They're like. Honestly, good point. Help us. Uh, yeah. It's funny because Paris was so authentic. I was like, he has to be real because he's the only person with an accent in this movie. Like, he kept being like, get yeah, a joint over there. Like, he just spoke a certain kind of way with a cadence. I'm like, he's the only one with an accent. He's got to be real. And then. And then the girl, I was like, something's about this girl just reminds me of, like an around the way girl. So the fact that like she was a real writer as well was I honestly, 
I like the ending a lot, just seeing the real people and like hearing the stories. Yo. Um loved it. I thought that was so cool. I thought that was so cool how they put um Paris on the horse. I thought that was so dope. Yeah. My stepdad lives with a disability and he yeah. and he is a, a special Olympics okay, excuse us. um gold winning uh horseback rider. Why are you just now talking about this? We was talking about horse riding all earlier. I know I have to I have to give I gotta give him I gotta give him his, his, his What? Are you serious? No, I've told no Wait, what? I've talked about it. I, I think the reason sorry, it I just I think the reason I, I, I tuned oh, it out is because yep. when he got those medals is when I got arrested. Yes. So it was like I was driving him to that event yeah. and then the cops right. came. So Right. So Damn. that's the event, but it ended well because when we finally got there, oh, he wow. won the gold. Um, you know, cops, you know, you know, it, it very, 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 very mixed emotion memory. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's so cool when people get to do stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We're cool. Uh, become fearless. But I just want to say one thing to Hollywood if y'all cool <laughs> with that. Is that, is that cool? Mm. No, just, just real quick. Okay. Just real quick. Hey, hey, Hollywood, I know y'all make y'all green light in these movies with black folk. Just remember, we can do other stuff besides face. Um, you know, racism and, and sell drugs and, um, you know, be oppressed in some kind of way by the system of the government and the man. Like, hey, hey, you know what? You know what? We can be BMX bikers who are who are competing for the X Games. You know, we could be a team. We Yo, yo, we could be a black team of video game Street Fighter tournament players who are just trying to get to the championship baby to win it for mm-hmm. our yep. our school back you know in in pennsylvania you know we can do that too you know what i mean we can do all- <laughs> hey 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 hollywood you know what hey hey we can have a house you know a middle class house and our parents can go out of town and we can want to throw a party because we got a crush on somebody but like nobody's selling drugs at the party they just got a crush and they just want to have a party, but they're nervous because they like they may be geekier than the person they have a crush on. But then their other friend is like, nah, you can do it. But then that friend got a crush on somebody. So everybody's trying to just like, you know. There's too many crushes you know, in this movie for me. <laughs> no, but it's only two. It's only two crushes. It's only two. You know, we can do that. I just feel like, you know, there's all kinds of different movies that like black creators want to get made, but they can't get them made because they don't they're not through a certain lens of blackness that like Hollywood has uh, accepted or normalized, you know, that, it, you know, has sort of made made a stereotype of, of black Hollywood. And like, that's really the collateral beauty that we are, that we have to deal with, you know, because are you taking Bray's bit? No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the collateral beauty the collateral beauty of it all. Collateral beauty of what? You know, of Hollywood. Because the collateral beauty of, of Hollywood, of black Hollywood. The only the only reason I like this is because I feel like Braylock gets a little <laughs> taste of what it feels like. I just, you know, because... You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make any sense. I, I work at the title of the movie that we're reviewing this week. He's working in the title of a movie, just some random Will Smith movie. The point of that movie, the point of the movie Collateral Beauty is there trying to to unearth what the collateral beauty of Will Smith's struggle is. Stop saying collateral. No, you can't, <laughs> you can't <laughs> describe collateral beauty by just saying collateral right. beauty. They're not trying to unearth squat. It's a Christmas movie. I to tell you what I thought the collateral beauty was. All right, enough of this. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, Braylock in this. 
<laughs> Lord have mercy. The collateral beauty of the collateral beauty. That's what you said. <sighs> At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week we had a very special guest, His Golden Messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash office hours live. It's time for The Cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like it, but whether or not it helps the cause of leading black actors in Hollywood. If we feel like it fully helps the cause, Black Fist. Someone helped the cause, White Palm. Didn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. You guys ready on the count of three? Going to do our review for Concrete Cowboy. Hmm. One, two, three. All right, two black fists and a, a white, white palm. White palm from Gerard. What is I didn't know what to confusing? do. Uh, I didn't know what to do. Why? Hear me out. Hear why? me out. The reason I gave it a white well, palm that's okay. is because I do think this movie was really good for Caleb. I think, again, he's so underused on Stranger Things. I think it was a fine movie for Idris. I don't think it's going to help him one way or the other. I think... As far as it goes for Jerome Jerome, it was another part from him. I also think Jerome Jerome is like, he's proved his acting worth. And it's like, I kind of think he can do more than just be a hood kid. Like, not saying there's anything wrong with that. I just think he's so well-rounded. Like, he they, they can put him in other stuff. Um, I gave it a palm again because uh, it deserves giving knowledge to the people um, of Philadelphia. The reason I didn't give it a fist is because it's still, whether or not it's realistic or not it still plays on issues and stereotypes that have plagued a lot of black people in movies past and i think for that that it even though it was based on the book i just wish it would have been different i wish they would have treated smush a little bit differently i wish the ending i wish honestly the whole third act would have been a little different but that's why i just can't i just i can't i just can't keep supporting things where like these things happen to black kids without consequence or like without any nuance it's just like i just it's hard for me so that's why I gave you that. I get that. Um, I get a black fist. I mean, because Caleb, you know, he gets he gets a shine in this movie. And I uh, honestly, who knows? Maybe I hope or if he wants that guy, the guy who played Paris, I think he can act like he should be able to <laughs> do more stuff if he wants to. For sure. Um, and Jarrell Jerome, you know, got to be in a, in a film like uh, so I think the, both of their careers are going to uh, be popping off after this. Um yeah, I get why you gave it a palm, but I, yeah. Got a fist for me. All right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just echo, I echo y'all sentiments fist because I really just thought that the the cast mm-hmm. was so good. And and because it was like about a, like a niche group of, of, of black people, I feel like that then also kind of opens it up 
<laughs> actually to like to different backgrounds that might not know like oh black people like <laughs> black people ride horses too you know mm. um and so i just think that that's doing more for the for the cause at large um so yeah i really had a good time watching it awesome yeah well Thank you guys for listening. You can follow us at Blackman Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmanpodcast.com is our website where you can find links to our merchandise thing. I think there's a there's always a sale going on, guys. You just check it out, T Public. Also, you can link to our Patreon on our website. It's defunct, but you know what? I mean, the the amount of people asking us to do Winter Soldier. So many things. Winter Soldier specifically. I don't know. What do you guys think? I feel like we should do it. I mean, it's funny because I've been throwing random shit towards James all day because I've been watching it. And what I've noticed and why people keep probably keep asking us, white male reviewers hate it. And like the only good review I found was from a black dude. And like white dudes are just like spewing. All right. We should do We should do it. Why don't we open it back up? Listen. Okay, we'll get some more Patreon subscribers. <laughs> Jay, hold on, wait. Yeah. James has literally pitched to a Patreon for three months straight. <laughs> if producer Melissa's down for it, then we should be down for it. It's also... Listen, y'all two want to do it. Melissa's not in. If everybody wants to do it... I did it for three months straight. I mean, plus I've already seen Winter Soldier, so I'm good. But now we do it. Now we got to do it. I've been talking about doing it. Now we got to do it. <laughs> I'm just saying, we've been talking about it, and the fans oh. have been asking for it. People are constantly <laughs> asking for it. I got a, I got a review right here. If you rate and review us, give us five stars on <laughs> iTunes. We'll read your review on the air. And I'm skipping up all the way to this person. Because this guy, Bob3311, says, Great show. Listen to the podcast. Please do Falcon and Winter Soldier. Think of it as a six-hour movie. <laughs> and then we're going to do it, but we're going to put it up behind a paywall. Ah! <laughs> but, uh, hey, man, I, that's how we make our money. All right. It is. It's, most of our money comes from Patreon, <laughs> and we don't even do Patreon. Oh, yes, thank you, sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. And our lovely sponsor. <laughs> <clears throat> it's mostly from Patreon. No, man, our beautiful sponsors who send us tons of free stuff thank you we appreciate it um mm-hmm. we should get a do-rag one i just uh, bought this do-rag it's silk <laughs> this is so dumb i'm sorry <laughs> wait did i ever read this one this one is from sage two 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 zero zero three. rooting for everyone black the title says it all it's dope wow i like that's that nice. that's a nice little review oh all right cool all right all right all right all right guys we're gonna do it on Patreon. Oh my God! I, he, Subscribe, Melissa. Hang up, Melissa. Hang All up. Right. <laughs> you can follow us. Uh, follow me at John Braylock. JohnBraylock.com is my website. Watch Astronomy Club on Netflix. Uh, you can follow me at James Third Comedy. Third is three R D. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Gerard Milligan. Oh, also. One of my favorite things now on Twitter is like anytime a racist person retweets, I like going through their whole Twitter history and just responding to every racist thing they said and then they stop talking to you. Gerard, why are you doing that? That's too much time. I got time. I got time. You know <laughs> what it is? You know what it is? I like if someone if a racist person says something, I got time. Wow, like Gerard. you know it's like yeah, I think y'all gonna just Don't invite the racists. <laughs> uh, Listen, I got time today. I will I will go through your whole history and like find a tweet from two years ago and be like, oh, you know I like it. You know I like that. Get <laughs> me off of this. Listen, I know Braylock likes it. I used to do that all the time. Don't associate me with this. I know Braylock <laughs> likes it. Listen Don't to ass- every every to <laughs> let me not do this right now. Yeah, that's, this is wild. Uh, uh, every racist that listened to this podcast all the way through to this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, wow. All right. We will see you next week. Peace.
Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Bonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Forever Dog! What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.